Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Corey Palm Tanner. Let's see. Head Coach Tony Ersland, uh, as always, guys, uh, good to see you again. Been a couple weeks, but uh, I know it's been a busy couple weeks. It's, it's a weird time right now. Practice is right around the corner, deep into the semester, but uh, what we're even deeper into is recruiting season. Um, I, I know it's been uh, crazy busy on that front. Without getting into specifics and getting uh, – Jacqueline McGill and, and all the folks over compliance in our in our back pocket. Uh, we will uh, we'll talk in generalities here. Now, I let's not create more work for uh, for Jacqueline, please. Absolutely, absolutely, Co- <laughs> Coach. I, I, you, this may surprise you, but uh, you back in the day, I was not heavily recruited in anything. Um, <laughs> They don't, well uh, played, Corey. Well played. A, a modest approach here. He, they don't. A very they don't good modest approach for, as we slide into this. Pretty. You have to do something with with it. Uh, so so I was like uh, that was, guy over your shoulder, Corey. Like that. Yeah. Guy? That Superman over here. Yeah, yeah. He, he was recruited. I I wasn't so much. But that said, Tanner, I know I know you played ball, but I mean, anyway, um, what, uh, what I was Barry Corey. I was barely recruited more than you. Let's just put it that way. Well, I was recruited <laughs> at, at the D3 NAIA uh, level, which is basically like a letter, and that's it. Um, no, no, but but in all seriousness, when when recruiting season is 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 elbow deep, like you are right now, what's that look like? What 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 uh, what is a recruiting weekend in, in general from from our perspective? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, there's a lot of things that are similar and then there's a lot of things that are very different because, you know, your whole goal is to give the kids a very good feel for what, what uh, it would be like to be a student athlete at your school. Right. So definitely um, time around your student athletes so that they're aware of the culture of your team and the expectations and your staff is a very big deal. But then at the same time, you're trying to get them in front of uh, people academically, you know, who can talk to them about what their needs uh, really are. You know, you have different majors, different emphasis as far as, you know, you know, uh, a career choice could be. So, so there's a lot of similar things that we do for all these kids. And then there's those very, uh, you know, individualistic things where you want to cater to what's going to be specific to them. And so um, while a lot of it looks similar, there's so much that is very different. And, and I like that because it doesn't lead to the same thing each weekend. But again, you're trying to highlight what it is to be, you know, uh, at your school. Um, the thing I'll, I will say, though, that I found interesting, because uh, this goes to entertainment, especially last week, which I really love, um, you know, and we were talking about a little earlier is, you know, we had guys go axe throwing for the first time. You know, that was a new activity where they had downtime with the team. We're done with dinner and it's time with your host and the team, which is so important, as I mentioned. And, and now axe throwing is a thing like those guys went out and they threw axes and, and we had some guys do really well, you know. Uh, so we had one guy go play uh, disc golf, right? Like I heard the next day he played 22 holes of disc golf and loved it. <laughs> they were the out there forever. <laughs> right. Like they're out there walking miles playing disc golf. And then at night they were playing board games. And, and, and so that just kind of goes to, you know, each his own, right. There's a fit for everyone. And so you want to make sure they understand like how they would fit in at your school and with your guys and that they're comfortable with that. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a lot going on and it's a lot of work 
because I think we really pride ourselves on being very organized. You know, obviously our guy here, Tanner, is a huge part of that where the itinerary is built uh, out and scheduled in an organized way. And it just takes a lot of uh, moving parts to come together to make it successful. But but we feel really good about it. We've had a couple of great weekends. And so I'm, I'm very happy uh, how, how recruiting has gone so far as, as far as the campus visits are concerned. Um, I think that also speaks to you, Tony. You brought up something that you triggered something in my head is the fact that like, I think it's funny what a variety of guys we have yeah. on the team. You know, we have guys that are into so much different stuff. You know, we have guys like to fish and hunt. We have guys like to play disc golf. We have guys like, you know, uh, <clears throat> they went they, they went and checked out the volleyball game against Ohio State. Shout out Dave Chondell and uh, and his crew for a huge win over the Buckeyes. Yeah, big win in five sets. Exciting. Crazy atmosphere. Um, and uh, I think it's really cool how diverse our, uh, our group of guys is and how – um, you know, they're all into some different stuff. And so we're able to take all these guys that are so different and even, you know, prospective student athletes that are so different and kind of let them all meld together and find their, uh, find their, their way to home, which is yeah. what we all like this place to be. No doubt. And even though guys have different interests and different things, I think, you know, it's common amongst teams that you have lots of little different cliques so to speak. And, and uh, we definitely don't have that here. Our guys all enjoy each other and they run together quite a bit. And, and of course they can still go off and play disc golf or, or do whatever. But I know too, that a big activity for this team, especially here in summer and fall has been, let's go play uh wiffle ball, you know, wiffle right. softball where they get together at night and, and, and that's something they all get together and do. So it is, it's fun that you can take a lot of different guys with different personalities and, and they're kind of, you know, together, you know, with, with everything that they're doing. And that's, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, we, we make that a priority for, for everyone uh, who visits campus. How do you figure out, how do you go about figuring out that fit, that personality? Okay. Who am I? Let's say, let's, uh, let's play fantasy land here. 17 year old, 16 year old Corey Palm is being recruited by Purdue. How do you go about finding out who I am and who to match me up with, what activities to do and so forth? I just think that starts early on when we start kind of doing our little questionnaires and phone calls and texts, right? Like that's the goal. It's, it's not every time you get on the phone to pitch Purdue, right? To sell Purdue because, and, and I know we all believe this, Purdue has so many things that sell itself, right? I mean, academic, it's a great school. Uh, we're in the big 10, um, you know, um, my staff, you know, our staff is very strong. We have great, we have lots of great things that are just inherent and built into this, you know, resources. We have a strength coach. We have a dietitian. They're all heavily involved. So we have all, you know, let's go to Nikki academically, right? We have all of these things and resources built in around the program. So for us, a lot of it becomes, you know, uh, who are they as people and, and how do they fit here? Because at the end of the day, you know, in 24 years of coaching, I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of kids choose uh, colleges for different reasons, but the one that lasts is that they, they feel comfortable and supported at this school, you know, because majors can change. You can go in and say, well, Hey, I want to be an engineer. And you get here and you're like, yeah, this isn't what I want to do. This is what engineering is. It's not me. And so you want to go down another path. And so, so really the things to me that last is the relationship piece and the culture, do they fit? So I, I think we work hard at that, getting to know the guys on a lot of different levels. Um, and that hopefully, you know, shows when they're here on their visit. 
And we talk a ton about it internally. I think that's, you know, Corey, that's another interesting kind of thing that, that goes on when we, in preparing for these visits, you know, Tony said he talked about how much goes into it and, you know, and I would be remiss if we didn't, you know, bring up Candace, Candace Musser, our office manager and the role that she plays in helping navigate campus and who goes to see who and what time and, and, and like fitting a whole puzzle together. But, um, but we talk at length about like, who do, you know, who does recruit a fit with on the team? What house do they fit in? Who, you know, what houses have stuff going on this weekend? You know, does this guy have a big test? Does this guy have this? So, um, I mean, it was so funny. We had a kid uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a student host. um, We're like, well, what did you guys do last night? Well, I had to finish some homework before we hung out. We're like, you're doing homework with a recruit on campus. We're like, hold on, buddy. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Let's let's talk through this for a second. Like, I mean, yes, we want you to be a good student. We want you to get your stuff done. But like, (laughs) yeah, so it's a wild approach. And, um, and like, I, I think, I think Tony hit it right on the head as far as the the relationship piece goes, because um, as much as we get the, you know, we don't, we don't typically invite young men to campus if we don't want them to be here. Right. right. We, we don't, we don't host them for the official visit if we're not really interested and we don't, you know, want them to be a part of what we got to go going on here. Um, but like, we want to make sure that like, the fit is there for everyone. Like it's not just in our best interest. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the recruits best interest to, uh, to really like hammer home that fit. And so, you know, we talk to the guys a lot beforehand. We've talked to the guys a lot afterwards. Um, and, and we, we try to check all those boxes, um, throughout the process. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do you any good in my opinion to, uh, to, to get a kid here with smoke and mirrors, And then it's not what they thought, right? Like it has to be, you know, what, uh, what you've been talking about for the last several months or year, even, or whatever that is, right. The, you have to connect the dots. I say like, you know, we've been talking to you, you know, and doing zoom calls and then we've given you all this good information. But now when you're on campus, it's time to connect the dots and say, yes, this really is what we've been talking about here for the past several months. And then there's that comfortability that comes with that, right? Like everything lines up. You know, but if you if you get a kid here with smoke and mirrors and they're not going to be happy and then all of a sudden they're looking for the door. And, and then that's something, again, that we pride ourselves on that we have a good culture and kids want to stay and, and, you know, be here. Especially yeah, not a lot of transfers. Yep. Yep. Now not a lot of transfers in the program, but with, with the port, yeah, the portal, it's so easy now. You know, kids are unhappy. They're out. They're, they're gone. It's not it's not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't have to give you a why. They don't have to give you anything. They just can bounce. And uh, I think it's, I think it says a lot about our program that, you know, like, like there's just said, like our kids come here and they stay, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of transfers. We don't have a lot of guys looking for the door. So uh, um, I think that's a, a hats off to, to you, Tony, and, 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 and the approach that you have and, and what we got going on. And so, um, but it's been a, it's definitely a whirlwind and it's fun to, to get these people in here and, and, get to know them and meet them and talk to them afterwards and, and so on and so forth. One thing I think is awesome. The, the sort of unique experiences, like, like you said, you know, it, it, the entertainment stuff, the extra, and that's, that's awesome. That's very personal, very cool. But going to a Purdue volleyball match, seeing 2,600 people in, in there, seeing a Purdue team take down, you know, a, a, a top three in the country program in any sport, 
is really cool. On top of that, that's the venue that uh, that your potential student athletes would be competing in. So they get to, you know, sort of visualize that, get to go to a football game down on the field beforehand. Um, I know uh, it was kind of special circumstances last week. Uh, Drew Brees and the 2001 yeah. Rose Bowl team were on campus and the 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 a lot of different teams got some got a chance to get in front of them and and Drew gave a nice little speech here in Mackey. That's pretty that's pretty cool experience. Yeah, that's a rare opportunity like you just said. That's not a weekly thing, but it was certainly a lot of fun to take advantage of that opportunity and I and I think everybody enjoyed it. I mean, I I enjoyed it. You know, that's it's cool for recruits to to see an icon as well as everybody that were on that team. You know, they had they had uh, more than just Drew up there. And so it was, it was a lot of fun, I think, to get the different perspectives of the people heavily involved on that team. And so fun for a recruit, but also for a guy like me who enjoys the history uh, of Purdue and, and what that means to those guys was, was um, you know, special. There were a couple of cool layers to that, that, that thing for me and the fact that, like, getting to hear those guys talk about, you know, what it meant to them to be, you know, Purdue alumni and, and be at Purdue and have spent their career here and, you know, what their coach meant to them. Uh, coach Tiller was, you know, I, I had the, I had the pleasure of, of working a few years with coach T when he was here and getting to hear from his wife um, was, was really, was really cool for me. Um, in addition to the fact that, uh, you know, I'm gonna date myself a little bit here, you know, I was a huge fan and I was in college at the same time as when we were going to the Rose Bowl. And I was actually, um, I was actually at one of the games that they talked about and referenced um, during the thing, uh, the Michigan win uh, that they all, that they all talked about and referenced. I was on campus. I had a friend who played baseball at Purdue. And so I came over from, from Grinnell and, uh, and I was one of the first ones over the railing when we rushed the field <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to celebrate that Michigan win. So it was, um, it was pretty cool to hear them talk about it and hear their perspective and, and, and all that. So you were actually a part of one of the three times yep. that the, the, the people rushed the field that year, which I heard Drew reference that a couple of times, right? He referenced it in the talk, you know, in Mackey, and then he brought it up again, I think maybe down on the field. Yep. And it sounded like a wild year when you've got people uh, yep. rushing the field every third game or so. It was it bonkers. Was, um, it was wild. Yeah. I, I'll never forget uh, Tim Stratton, you know, being crowd surfed with a flag in each hand, you know, screaming because <laughs> he couldn't find his helmet. Couldn't find his helmet. And yep. the whole, the <laughs> Almost missed him the next game because he couldn't find it. Yeah, Tiller was going to suspend him if he couldn't uh, if he couldn't get it. Somebody yeah. ended up. They told him he got an anonymous message, and this is back before texts and everything, right? He got an anonymous message to go back to the place where he lost it, and they went and they had left his helmet in the middle of the field. No, yeah. I did not. Yeah. Know pretty cool true story yeah that was that was how that all went down so um yeah pretty cool uh pretty cool experience i hope that our you know our student athletes that got to go to it and uh the recruits enjoyed it you know even yep. even just even a fragment as much as i did because i thought it was i thought it was pretty awesome yep uh the other thing i'll bring up uh and i know we hadn't discussed this as much but it's worth mentioning to me because i think it's such a good part of the experience is the photo shoots that we do, uh, we get a lot of comments on that. That's that's a very different experience, I believe, compared to what most people do and kind of goes to our organization and attention to detail as well, as well as the, the, the great people we have. Right. When we talk about all of these tremendous resources to, uh, you know, these student athletes, that that's a fun experience, I think, that 
that really kind of uh, sets us apart from other people on, on these visits. And, that, and that's always a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun watching these kids uh, kind of do a lot of the different uh, shots with parents and siblings and coaches and, and, and hosts. And, and that, that ends up being uh, quite, a, quite a fun experience as well. Yeah, I think it's it's been really funny for me and the fact that you know we've got we got two new singlets we're going to debut this year uh, that we worked with our, our good friends at Nike to, to help to help us make and um, it's funny none of the guys on the team have even worn them yet you know only yeah. a couple of them have even seen them but you know the recruits get to get in there and get decked out in them and and uh, and put them on and see what they you know see what they look like for the first time in in uh, in the black and gold so it's a uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the parts of the visit um i think you know there's a level of excitement and there's that you know there's that glimmer in their eye as far as you know getting that experience and whatnot and uh and it's 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 always amusing to me to see how the parents factor into it because some of them are really into it some of it are like you know trying to like shrink into the background and and uh i think uh you know all of our photographers that are involved in that um in that experience are are fantastic and and uh, we appreciate their time and efforts for sure. Before we get away from recruiting, uh, it, we don't have to touch too long on this. I just want to make sure I mention it. This is probably something that parents appreciate more than the than the prospective student athletes. Uh, I know virtually every time you ask for time with the president's office, uh, President Daniels <laughs> is very generous with with meeting with perspectives and and uh, you know he has his little deal he goes through a presentation and this is a this is a cat that worked in the white house this is a he was a multi-term governor he could have been president quite frankly i think if he'd wanted to be of the united states instead he's president yep. of of our university and that just that means so much to have that kind of buy-in all the way to the top yeah and that's that's really important especially coming out of covid right i mean you talk about that not only is he He's willing to to meet with with our recruits, which says a lot about him and his support for athletics, which is a big deal. Um, but uh, his approach to everything uh, last year in the, the toughest of circumstances has led to where we're at this year with another huge freshman class, largest ever, and Purdue coming out in, in relatively good shape, right, comparatively to other schools. Mm -hmm. So I think um, we all really appreciate that. And um Again, he found time. We hadn't seen him in a long time, right? We couldn't get in a room with him because of because of COVID and those circumstances. But he was gracious in his time again to uh, to greet some recruits and and kind of give his thoughts and perspective on things, which I think is always important because it just goes to the support while you're here right. as a student athlete. You know how we will support you, and that means a lot, especially to a guy like me. Um, and I'd like to add on to that the trickle down effect. Um you know, with uh, people in athletics, such as, you know, Mike Babinski, our athletics director, Ken Halpin, our, our, our deputy AD, uh, Tim House, head of John Purdue Club, associate AD, Calvin Williams. Um, I could, you know, I could keep going and going and going. Yeah. Um, the people who are incredibly busy and are willing to take time to meet with our student athletes who they may share, you know, some sort of personal connection with because they're from a similar part of the country or they, you know, they went to the same school as one of the parents, or it's always amazing to me some of the connections that we find in some of those meetings where, where they can, can relate on a, on a specific level. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Ken Halpin even told me a story, Tony, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you this one. So um, 
we had a recruit on campus that Mike wanted to meet with. And so he was also trying to hire Ken Halpin at this time. And so he, Mike had taken the private jet to go meet with this candidate for the WAB position who we ended up hiring. And he told him, he's like, Hey, I, uh, I'd love to stay longer. I, you know, we're having a great talk. This is going really well. I got to jump on the jet and get back to West Lafayette. Cause I got to meet with a recruit for wrestling. Mm. And so, um, just to hear that story and know that like we are that important to our athletics director, I think speaks a lot of Purdue. I think it speaks a lot of Mike. And I think it, it, it speaks a lot of what, of, of what we've got going on here. Yeah. That's a great Tony, story. I hadn't told you that, did I? No, no, I did not know that. That's where he was. I knew he was coming back. Yeah, right. We knew he was. We knew he was. I did not know where he was and what he was doing. So that's, yeah, that's he was, here. He was with Ken. <laughs> who's I mean, here now it might be coming yeah, up at your uh, next review yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully i don't have that review anytime soon um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, well, guys this has been really really enlightening it's really cool to see sort of behind the curtain a little bit i hope i hope our listeners and viewers enjoy it as much as i did because because uh, most of us don't get a chance to do this and uh for those for those that maybe do, uh, it, it sounds really special. Yeah, it's, it, 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 is a, it is a very fun part of the process for us. Clearly a lot of work. I think we all go to bed uh, early on Sunday night when the weekend's over Ooh. because it takes a lot of organization, but it is a lot of fun. This is one part where I still really enjoy meeting the family, showing them Purdue. We have great things going on, right? The team's in great shape. You know, we're, we have some of the best recruits in the country on campus. So that's all very positive and, and continues to be kind of a, one of the more fun aspects of, of recruiting for us. For sure. Cool. Um, we'll transition a little bit here. Uh, big weekend in the wrestling world coming up. Uh, the World Championships in Oslo, Norway. Yep. Corey, did I say that right? Is it Oslo? Or is it- Oslo, yep. Okay, just checking, you know. I like to have it right. Yeah, um, get the emphasis on the right syllable, will you? Come yeah, on. right. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even know what to do with that. I, I don't know what to do. Just with. keep moving then. Just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, USA sending a pretty outstanding team yeah. um, across the pond, uh, looking to bring home you know, quite a few medals and, uh, and, and make some noise over there. Yeah, and again, most of the people, um, especially looking at, you know, the women in, in the freestyle, uh, came back. You know, they wrestled in the Olympics a few short months ago, and here they are again. I think we mentioned, you know, doing our Olympic uh, show wrap-up that Gable Stevenson was one of the only ones, right, who didn't come back. But, you know, there you have Nick Wazowski, you know, a former medalist as well in the lineup. He's, he's not bad. All of these guys okay? who um, and, and we're excited to get back in there as well as the group that we added from the trials here a short while ago. So, which includes Burroughs, right? So yeah, pretty formidable, uh, group as well as the women, um, you know, and so, uh, just excited and, and you hope to see, you know, kind of Greco make a step forward again, right? That's another opportunity to compete and test themselves. So should be a good week out there in Norway. Um, you know, you brought up JB and, and, you know, obviously it's got to be exciting for you to see him and, and your guy, James Green, you know, join the group yep. and make this trip uh, with the added weights for, for world championships. 
JB looked pretty good at 79, huh? Yeah, I, I did. I texted him right after after he won and said, buddy, uh, 79 kilo looks like it suits you pretty well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he echoed that. He said, yeah, feeling good. And, you know, when, when you're his age and, and you're feeling good, the body's hanging in there for you. Boy, that's, you know, that's tough. You know, he's got all the experience in the world and he doesn't look like he's lost a step. So I'm excited for him. Obviously, you talk about Greasy you know, back at, at 70 kilos. So really excited again. That's, that's kind of his natural weight class. It's, it's a bummer that every Olympic cycle, he's got to make that choice when the, yeah. when the weight class is decreased, but, but man, he, he's looking tough as well. So just excited for those two guys wishing the best. And obviously all of team USA, I think they, they got better, you know, they only got better, um, you know, with the team they're taking. Um, you know, you see these guys <clears throat> achieve what, you know, is, is the ultimate pursuit um, in their, you know, in their sport. And, um, you know, I thought it would be, it'd, it'd be fun to kind of look at some of the, our guys, you know, they're, they're, that are chasing that, that are, that are going after those goals. And while, um, you know, while we do not have someone on that world team, um, I think it's fun to note that we have got, had guys that have been on world teams and that are, you know, they're placing at some of these national events and they're, and they're having quite a bit of success and I think that that speaks well to uh, to our efforts in some of those those realms. Oh, for sure. No, I think you know that's a part of the the experience and the path. You know, even when you talk about uh, recruiting, right? Like we just spent a lot of time on that experience is still so important to a large number of those of those men, right? Uh, so um, that's it's a huge part of our sport, and it's it's a priority to us, and we we make sure that that our our best kids and those kids that want to have that opportunity are at uh, U-20s, U-23s, the U.S. Open. You know, we had Parker Phillips placed at the Open. We had, you know, guys like Max Lyon and Parker and all of those guys, you know, at at U-23s for universities, all doing well. So uh, it's a big deal. You know, it it was a little disappointing because COVID took some opportunities away and they had to reshuffle that calendar a bit, which kind of was a bummer, but really excited to see everything kind of hopefully come back this spring. Like we get on a more normal schedule with the open U twenties again uh, in April and then going into universities in, in, in June. So I, I look forward to that more normal return for these guys to be on that schedule where we can have a, uh, a regular college season and then roll into the freestyle aspect of making world teams. And obviously when you talk about that, a guy like Matt Ramos who chose to join us because you know, he felt like he was going to have that that personal support to help get him on those world championship teams again and have those opportunities is, is a big deal. So we really look forward to uh, the spring and those opportunities for those guys. I thought U-20s was a bit of a bummer for us this last year because of the timing, um, you know, being right in, in, in line with our finals mm-hmm. here at Purdue and, and that calendar. And so we had some guys who – you know, made the very wise choice to academically uh, stay behind and, yep. and, and make sure that they were doing the right things in the classroom. And, you know, unfortunately that didn't, you know, that denied them a shot at a, at a yeah. placement there and a potential there. Um, you got a guy like Kendall Coleman who was nicked up, you know, had the, uh, had the injury from, from NCAAs last year. So he, he wasn't able to do yeah. the freestyle season. So. Um, yep. No, we'll it was just, it was just a rough year. Rough from, and I don't mean just for Purdue. I just mean for everybody, right? Like you had guys in and out of quarantine, isolation, 
you know, thinking about where we were in the fall, you know, you know, COVID was still very much, you know, thriving, you know, you, you didn't have the vaccine yet. So I think that's why I look forward to it is we had a very normal summer of training. Um, you know what I mean? We've been able to conduct business and train the way we need to. And we've not had guys going in and out of, you know, in and out of isolation and quarantine, you know, that stop start, I think is what really kind of disrupted a lot of things. And if there's one thing I believe in, it's preparation. You know, if you're going to go compete for a national championship, you got to prepare, you got to train, you got to be serious and focused on what you're doing. And we had a, a lot of guys, um, you know, just have training disrupted because of those things. So, again, that's why we really look forward to the, uh, the spring and a more normal schedule where you can really train and prepare as you should for these marquee events. Um, interesting question here. And, and this is, you know, definitely outside of my area of expertise. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how, how you want to speak to this um, with with folk style and freestyle being so different, um, how do you know? How do you make that transition and get guys to have you know a lot of success in both? You know, you look at a guy like Thomas Panola, who's placed at the last two U23s. Um, you know, and you look at like you brought up Parker and Max, and you go back to a guy like Christian Bruner. Um, like, how does that transition? How does that transition work from the end of the season? And, uh, and how do you get the carryover from guys that are doing well? You know, Thomas Panola goes, makes round of 12 at NCAAs last year and then takes fourth at the, at the U23s. Like, how do you make that, that emphasis carry? Well, I think um, your best kids uh, want to win at the highest levels and they're, they're sharp. Their attention to detail is – is super good, right? So they're, they're paying attention to what needs to be done to win at each level, okay? And then it's just getting that, that the repetition in the positions that they need to, to allow them to have success. And it could be harder for others, right? Like some, some transitions are much easier because of where your skill sets lie. I mean, let's look at a guy, you look at a guy like JB again, you know, and, and his strength and, and the way the rules were structured for freestyle, it was an easier transition, Certainly he had to learn from a parterre standpoint, you know, how to navigate that both defensively and offensively, but, but that the skill sets he possessed made an easier transition. You take somebody who's primarily map based and boy, they may have to spend a lot more time in other positions on their feet. You know what I mean? From the push outs and the edge of the mat rules or, or even finishing your attack. So it's focusing on the details that are going to give you the biggest difference. You know, it, it's different in, One's based on control and one's based on exposure, right? Like folk style wrestling is controlling your opponent. You have to control him to score points. That is not even the case uh, in folk style. You know, you can be attacking and all I need to do is expose you. And so, so it, getting the change in mentality and making that comfortable in what you have to do to have success. And that's just repetition. But I think we have tremendous coaches. We've had coaches that have been on world teams that have competed overseas that have coached guys right? That are world medalists, Olympic medalists, Olympic champions and those things. So, so it's just getting them comfortable with the changes that are required to have success. And the best kids uh, dive into that, like, like, like folk style, you know, they're going to figure it out. And I strongly believe that there's a strong correlation between, you know, our best kids uh, NCAA wise. And then what happens as you move into the international styles that still translates and correlates well. So yes, it's different, 
But man, those kids pick it up and they run with it. And that's what's been going on for years when you talk about training opportunities that all these kids had at, at the different levels, cadet, junior, university. You know, they're so much more prepared than they used to be because they've had access to great coaching and, and great competition. So they've figured it out, right? They've had those opportunities and they've started to figure out what has to be done. So, so I think typically they're further ahead, you know what I mean, than, than where kids have had you know, Ben, when, when I came out, for instance, you know what I mean? We didn't have all of those opportunities. And so you see them really taking advantage of it and they're just, they're ready to go at a much earlier age than what had you know been maybe 20, 30 years ago. Except for Corey, Corey was definitely ready to go at that age. Um, Let's go. You know, there was no, uh, there was no, there was no break. He, he just rolled right into it. Plug me in and I'm ready. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you have anything else to add on that as far as questions or how that works? No, uh, I, I don't know, think like, so. That you and I are the ones that are kind of on the outside of that that conversation, so I didn't know if there's yep. anything else you you were wondering about. No, it, 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 it is it's super interesting. I never thought of you know different skill sets, um, different inherent skill sets, or, or things that already exist leading to you know, I mean, it, it totally makes sense, but I never, never thought of it in those terms. So that's, that's why you're the, yeah, it's the, the technical requirements are, are very different. And even the mentality, right? Like you can get in uh, on a leg and freestyle. And again, I, I don't have to control you to score. I just have to expose you. Right. So and you get freestyle that really allows for a lot of creativity in, in your techniques. Um, and so sometimes fighting to control the finish isn't the move. You know, the, the place you need to take wrestling is just to get your exposure and, and move on where you're going to fight to finish down on the mat and control his hips and, and, and move to the next hole transition. And, and then that, that kind of thinking, you know, needs to be incorporated into your scoring. And mm-hmm. so that's why have that transition, those kids who have wrestled a lot of freestyle, it's inherent to them. You know, they can flip back and forth a little easier versus a young man who, you know, it might be his first couple tournaments and he's fighting to fish and control when, Hey, we don't got to control. Let's just yeah, tip him and get the, yep. so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think that's all I've got this week, guys. I think it's been, uh, you know, we got a lot of the thank yous in the in the Lafayette community for all their support over the last couple of weeks and the different restaurants that we've been to and and catering partners that we've worked with. Um, and so, you know, we continue to to send our thanks to to the the greater Lafayette community for their their hospitality. Um, shout out Stephen Carn for hooking us up with transportation and, and getting folks around campus in the various uh, golf carts and scooters and whatever else is out there that we, that we use. Um, yeah. You know, it's been, uh, like, like Tony said, it's been a lot of fun, but man is it's, it's a, it's exhausting, but, uh, but definitely yeah, when good- you're, when you're talking about a party of say 22, you know what I mean? Which, you know, it just was a case here this last week when you're talking about trying to get 22 people, reservations and move them around and golf carts and transportation. Like there's just a lot that goes into that. And and Tanner thanked everybody. So I just want to echo that as well. Like we, we appreciate everybody working to help make it a positive experience for our recruits on campus. And we've got a lot of strong feedback, you know, on these, these last couple of weekends with recruits. So, so it is greatly appreciated. And uh, you know, we feel like we're doing a good job. All we can say is keep it up, right? 
Got, yeah. got another one this weekend, buddy. Homecoming. So, uh, yeah. We'll do it again and run it back. Homecoming again. should be a good time. We got the go- football. We got the Gophers here on Saturday. Volleyball's got a couple home games. Friday we're night. Gonna, yeah. um, we're going to see if we can have a really nice time with everybody and uh, and do the thing, you know? Well, it's uh, like I said. Appreciate the look beyond the curtain. I, th- I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there. We'll let you guys rest up for this weekend. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna need it. He's no got, doubt. He's got a nap in. He's got a nap in on the calendar after this. So we're gonna go. Because <laughs> he'll be in the room all afternoon, probably. So, <laughs> guys, uh, uh, thanks again. We'll catch you down the road. Uh, until then, boiler up. <laughs>